The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, and I am sounding a little bit better. Than I did on Sunday night's Ross Tucker football podcast with the 11th ranked high school football player in the country, Javen Williams, which a lot of people really enjoyed getting to hear what a 16-year-old who aspires to play in the NFL is thinking right now. And then yesterday's college draft podcast with Emory Hunt could barely talk in both those shows. So those of you that made it through those episodes, the college draft, and the Ross Tucker football podcast. I salute you. I had, that was a battle. I'm not a hundred percent yet, but I think I sound at least a little bit more like my normal self. And thank goodness, because this is one of my favorite episodes every year. This is the one where we bring on grades. Our guy, Sean Grady, who is one of our patrons, patreon.com slash Media? Love chatting with Sean and the gang all the time, especially on the Even Money thread over at Patreon. Uh, we, we got a private Tuckheads Slack channel. So if you become a patron, patreon.com slash Media, you get to be a part of that private Slack channel. And this is the day, Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on social media, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl professional football gambling. This is the day, Steve, where we actually go even deeper into the numbers, which I love because grades will tell us things like how much we suck on Thursday night, or he got he has all kinds of things that you and I don't even know until he tells us. I am looking forward to this, although I'm gonna I'm gonna predict right now. He's not going to find much that I sucked at last year. Let's hear it, Grades. <laughs> no, I, I, I think you're right. So, um, Sean, this is the second or third year we've done this. So I think some of the people um, know, but always got to get your background. I, I wish all of you, in all sincerity, ended up signing up as patrons. Patreon.com slash RT Media. 
so that you could actually see the beautiful spreadsheets that Grades sends me and then posts each and every week on the Ross Tucker football uh, on, on our Slack channel because it's absolutely glorious. So let, let's start there, Grades. Your background and how you became such a spreadsheet whiz. Yeah, so, um, well, I um, spreadsheet whiz is it's just one of those things that I just love. And you don't find enough people who appreciate a good spreadsheet. So I've kind of found my calling and my, my home in the Even Money channel where everyone gets as excited with a bit, bit of colour and a few plots. So that, that's very nice. But um, I'm one of well, a growing amount of NFL fans in Australia now. It's getting a lot bigger than it was when I first started watching games maybe almost 30 years ago with my dad, who's a Bills fan, watching him watch a few losing Super Bowls. Um, I remember those. And um, and I ended up becoming a Packers fan, playing a lot of um, uh, Madden and just running up the score on mates before we headed to the pub on a Friday night was generally how, how our fandom grew. That is so interesting. So your fandom grew by playing Madden? Yeah, well, I, um, yeah, I first got into the game, but seeing my, my old man watch it. But then, yeah, mainly, uh, yeah, those are uh, every, every Friday afternoon, uh, my uh, mate, who was ended up best man at our wedding, we would go over to his place and we would just absolutely just try and destroy each other and end up with games, you know, 105 to 96 because we'd just drill each other and no time for defense, no punting, all two-point conversions. You just had to run it up and then uh, go out and spend a night on the daddy sodas and get our <laughs> glorious victory. So, so uh, it's interesting because the NFL came out this week, and I'm going to talk about it on tomorrow's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And next year they'll have five international games, three in the U.K., one in Germany, one in Mexico. It feels like the NFL is becoming more popular in Australia, but evidently – they don't feel like it's to that level. Do you sense it around you? Do you feel like the NFL is becoming more popular? Uh, oh, yeah, it certainly is. Um, look, I, I, I understand that there's all big travel logistics with coming to play games in Australia. Um, there are a few years in a row where they started the, the college season in Australia. They had the Sydney Bowl, and um, I, I would go to those games, and they would easily get, you know, 40,000, which is a decent crowd for you for Australian sport um, and you would see all sorts of jerseys everyone would wear their jerseys a bit like they say the London game is everyone comes in their favorite team's jerseys um, but for a couple of weeks ago Super Bowl I you know it's on a month that kicks off on a Monday morning here uh, so people take the day off the pub we went to to watch it you had to book a table weeks in advance otherwise you weren't getting anywhere to watch it so it's definitely growing. That is awesome. I love hearing that. Um, so is, is it growing because of the love of the sport or is it the betting component? Uh, look, I think a, a lot of the sport's growing because of the betting component. Uh, it helps that in the last maybe about three or four years ago, the NFL moved off pay TV and you can get a bit on free-to-air TV. But largely, a lot of NFL and NBA fans um, is gambling based. Um, several years ago, 
that used to be how you would get access to the NBA. They'd give you a free season pass to watch the NBA if you were a member of a particular bookmaker. You could stream it through their website, and that's how they got people uh, into these American sports. Wow, that's amazing. Um, all right, so then I guess my question, I probably asked you this last year, it, how is uh, how's Australian betting different than those of us that bet in the States? What's the difference, if there is any? Well, um, I mean, from an outsider looking in, it, it seems like it's always been a lot easier for us to bet in Australia. I mean, we can all bet from 18. Um, you'd be hard-pressed to find any male between 18 and 50 without at least one betting app on their phone um, <laughs> because e- everyone bets. We have, um, I mean, it's, it's a little, it's changed a little bit now, but when we were, I remember when I was five years old at school on the big race day, on Melbourne Cup race, today, race day, every kid would take their money in and the classroom would run a sweep and there would be prizes. For, and so this was five-year-old kids. Might be a little bit different now, but um, we're kind of introduced to it very early. We have lots of, lots of horse racing betting and lots of sports betting as well. Steve, how about that, man? You, you, you're in Nevada. How about Sean? You'd be hard-pressed to find a male between 18 and 50 that doesn't have at least one sportsbook app on their phone. So, Sean, you can bet at 18. Can you drink at 18 also? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, think you know, this, you know what this reminds me, like this revelation. Sometimes you just have this revelation, like in the movie War Dogs. They're like, they're gun running in the Middle East. And they're like, well, we're going to have to, we don't have the money for the gas. And like Jonah Hill says, gas is free here. It's like, gas is free? <laughs> I can bet at 18? Damn. Oh, man. Great. That's amazing. All right. So if you had to rank it right now, before we get into specifically – the knowledge that you got from Steve and I's or the knowledge you can provide to us from what Steve and I did this year. What, what are the um, most popular codes of football kind of in order down there? Like if you had to rank it, I want you to include the NFL in terms of what people watch or bet on rank, rank the uh, rank, the different, I know you guys call them codes of, of different types of football. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, if we're doing it, we'll say that horse racing is number one. It's almost like two to one. So it sort of sits on its own. But when we go to sports... Um... Hold on a second, hold on. I want to stop for a second. So horse racing's, horse racing's by far the most popular. What do you think every year when we talk about the Triple Crown and Steve talks about how bad a bet sports uh, horse racing is? Um... Look, look, I I don't even attempt to bet on horse racing. That oh, look, if I was any, if I was that good at betting on horse racing, I'd be a professional gambler, not working in data like I do. But um, I enjoy the challenge of horse racing a bit, and um, so but but yeah, if I don't know anything about it, you know, I like to think that I know a little bit, and I I enjoy the challenge of doing the form on the horse racing. And look, we've got lots of we've got a punters club here, and our group message on a Saturday race day, we'll have, we'll get through thousands of messages in, you know, the six hours that the races are on, sharing tips, sharing form. So horse racing is extremely popular here. Um, When it comes to football though, sort of 
Uh, Aussie Rules and Rugby League. Uh, the top, probably Aussie Rules is number one, but it really depends on where you live. Um, I'm in New South Wales. So New South Wales and Queensland on the east coast are Rugby League. Down south and across um, Victoria, South Australia, Western Australia are all Aussie Rules. Um, so that it largely depends on both where you're born and where you live, whether it's Aussie Rules or um, Rugby League. But Aussie Rules is probably on top. Then uh, you'd have Rugby League. Rugby Union is really going downhill. It's really lost a lot of fans lately, and so there's not a lot of gambling on it. Um, and then probably I would say in terms of gambling, this is where the NBA and NFL fit in next. They would have a lot of gambling, a lot because we we only get week, we most of our sports only weekend here. Um, so midweek, there's lots of other things, and with the time difference, we can get US sports Monday and Tuesday are big days. Um, and the other nice thing about our sport as well with our football coaches, every game is its own time slot, so everyone can watch every game live. There's no simultaneous games in rugby league, same as uh, Aussie rules. If you're a fan, like I can watch all eight rugby league games live and not miss anything. Wow, that's awesome. You know what else is awesome? DraftKings, the leading sportsbook app, is here to help you and your friends get in the game with different ways to fund your DraftKings account. Did you know you can fund your DraftKings account with cash? Yep, just sign up in the DraftKings sportsbook app. Select fund with cash in the payment section, get a digital barcode, then just take your cash and barcode to any one of our thousands of participating stores. Super easy. And while you're there, why not pick up some DraftKings gift cards? Don't know what to get your buddy for his birthday? DraftKings gift card. Want to say thanks to the neighbor who helped you carry a soap up three flights of stairs? DraftKings gift card. Want to give yourself a Father's Day present? DraftKings gift card, done and done. Just visit DraftKingsGiftCard.com to find a participating store near you. March is here. Get in the game with these two awesome, fun, and easy account funding options. All right, grades. We waited long enough. I've got your spreadsheet you sent me. You've got a million different things here. So I want you to kind of go down the line with what you thought was most interesting from how Steve and I did this year. Cool. Yeah, well, I think straight away, best thing of the year and was best thing for, I think, probably most people who follow the best bets was to hit like a 65% strike rate on those best bets was just fantastic. Best year by far. Um, I mean, historically, the best bets have been very good, but to hit, you know, almost two in three and of those best bets, this was also the biggest year of um, best bets on teasers. And I know sometimes there's feedback, people saying, oh, you know, why are you picking so many teasers? But, I mean, when, when you're hitting 70% of them, and that's that's an extra 13 wins this year as compared to last year on the teasers. I mean, whether you like teasers or not, I think people should like winning more than anything else. So I just think that was just such a great performance this year to to hit that so high so that was one thing that just really stood out straight away so what was better our teasers or just steve by himself so if i i 
So the teasers had a 65% strike rate, but Steve's strike rate had to be pretty high just by himself, right? He was exactly the same. 65. Okay. Um, but when you take into account we grade the best bets as if they're just a one-unit bet, with Steve, you know, um, placing multiple units on different bets, ultimately, if you followed just Steve, you, you would have come out on top uh, further than just the best bets. But, um, yeah, 65% for both of them was just fantastic. And I know you had a question for Steve about totals. Yeah, so um, every year it becomes a, it's a bit of a trend about um, most bets are always line or um, teaser bets, and there's never a huge amount of bets on the total. Um, is that is that a factor of the bets being done earlier in the week? Is that something you look to bet on later in the week, or is it just that betting on the line is better and easier? A lot of it's the time that we go ahead and tape the show on Tuesday. It's not quite the sweet spot for the weather forecast. Really, Tuesday afternoon, then Tuesday night, we start getting our first decent weather forecasts. And I like to play games that I would look towards under anyways that are going to have some wind and have some rain and maybe some snow. And I don't have enough confidence to have them out Tuesday morning so oftentimes I won't be playing them for a day. So that's certain. And, and I'm very reluctant to ever play an over without it being a dome or being a clear for a good forecast, because that can train wreck a over big time to get a windy day. What, what else you got for us, Sean? What are the other things that stood out to you about me, Steve, both of us this um, year? Another good thing, a little bit talking about on our bet types again. Um, this was a pretty pretty nice year for you, Ross, in terms of betting just on the line. You were there was what it was your best bet, even better than your teasers this year. So you never went into the red for your bets on the line. You were always always in the black, always looking good with these bets. Um, so that was really good. Steve actually all bets combined after week one never went into the red again. So week one hit uh, was down a unit, and then after that it was just all smooth sailing and uh, some really nice re- nice results. You know there were a couple of negative weeks, but never actually uh, got back below even, which was a real standout. Which again, that's the first time that's happened to have that that, that consistency um, from really early on, which was really good. Um, you know, week one thing one, that did stand out again, we did, we did talk about it last year. Oh, sorry, Steve. Just week one, historically, is extremely difficult, and here's why. I have more volume week one than any other week, but oftentimes I bet stuff three, four months ahead of time, and I'm laying two on a team, and the line goes up to three and a half, and I got to be honest, sometimes I'll play back plus three and a half because I think the line should be three. So I wind up with a portfolio where it all depends which show you caught. Did you catch me in April or did you, or, or May or did you catch me in September in terms of which side of a game I'm middling is on? So that those lines are massaged more than any other lines. I would say the first week, like in the NFL contest and the like, that is the most difficult week because the odds makers have had four months to set the lines instead of six days in most weeks. Yeah, the, the other thing I was going to mention, um, this the trend continues. We talked about it last year. Weeks eight to ten just seem to be that um, that down period again. I think we've got 
out of all the data points, we've only had a, a couple of positive weeks between week eight and 10 for the last four years. And that just seems to, to always be continuing. Um, Steve, is there any... Last year, it's, it's when some other things start happening in other sports. Steve, is there any explanation to that? Evidently, four years in a row now, weeks eight to 10, we have not been very good. I don't get it. I get it. NBA starts, college basketball starting. I need to be able to formulate a sentence when I go into on my national media hits about what's going on with who's going to win the NBA and who's going to win March Madness. Not that I'm an expert on those two sports, but it takes away my time. And when I can just focus on football and nothing else is in my um, my, my distraction uh, windows, that absolutely does help. And then I get used to it and I can kind of manage it better after a couple of weeks of the jar jarring to my system it takes because I got to juggle my schedule for it. From my perspective, Sean, I don't care at all what that the NBA or college hoops is starting. I have no explanation whatsoever for why I guess I'm not as good either. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I guess we'll see you again next year, uh, whether we can turn that around. Um, next thing is probably probably just a bit more, more interest sake because we always talk about, I think, at least half a dozen times a year, Ross, you'll claim you're not betting on a team anymore. So we'll see which team. So this year, um, you bet on the Steelers 13 times throughout the season. They were your most picked team. Um, it's almost like you took it as a personal challenge when Steve said they weren't going to be favourite <laughs> for the rest of the year. You really got behind it. Um, uh, and you actually bet on every single team this year as well. Uh, so... Lowest were Bears, Cardinals, Jags, and Panthers. Um, you only bet on them t- two times, and that was similar for Steve. Th- those bad teams, Jags, Jets, and Bears, just didn't touch them once all year on the podcast, uh, where Steve spread his out. Bills, Raiders, and Vikings all got seven plays each. Um, but with the most successful team, Ross, for you was the Colts. They got you your most wins. You ended up up six units from there. And um, Steve ended up eight units just on bets on the Dolphins as well. So um, those are two nice ones. And for you, Ross, the Colts and the Bucks actually gave you a perfect season. So every time you pick Colts or Bucks, you won. And Steve, anytime you pick Broncos or Bills, you won this year. So um, that was just more an interesting little trend. What's it ultimately? A couple couple thoughts on that. Okay, so first of all, Grades, this is amazing. Can you post like these color coded? Can you post this stuff to the Slack channel? It'll all go on Slack. Yep. All right. So then you got literally everybody listening or watching on youtube.com slash raw soccer NFL. You got to become a patron, patreon.com slash RT media, become a tuckhead. So you can see if you guys could see these spreadsheets, it's amazing. The second thing is, Steve, is any of that? relevant to you moving forward or just kind of interesting to hear? I think it does have some relevance because you always want to be careful that you're not biased too much in favor or against a certain team. You know, so that's interesting how the Bills, you know, a public team I was undefeated with. So, and they met, obviously they met expectations. They won 11 games. That was their season win number. So they certainly didn't outperform expectations that I I picked the right time um, to get on the Bills, who disappointed and started the year seven and five, and the, and yet I was on them in the right spots. Yeah. What about? Um, really, 
suppose it's one of the things I've um, learned as well from from the podcast, like seeing the teams that were sort of left alone and didn't perform. That Billy, you lost on like you lost Ross. You lost seven units just on the Jets, um, and you know you guys didn't even touch the Jags. Really, it's really that's one thing I've really picked up from the broadcast is just leave bad teams alone. If bad teams are bad, you know it's got to be a, a really good spot, and I really want to be confident in those before I start betting on those. Um, it's kind of show, shows up in um, where you guys are, are making picks. Tell me. Um... Tell me more about Steve's unbelievable year. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think I, I wrote to you that it was his record-breaking year. So in the the four years that I've got really good data for, we've got this highest ever end of season, had the highest return of on investment, highest strike, strike rate on bets. He equaled the best ever week of an 11-unit profit, which is actually equal with your record, Ross. You were holding on to it since 2019, uh, had a um, nine weeks in a row without a losing week. So went on an incredible run um, the second half of the regular season um, where the worst result was was a break-even week one week and everything else was profit. And look, excluding playoffs because I think you both had two perfect weeks with only one bet, but had Steve had two perfect weeks as well. One where he pulled uh, nine unit profit and the other was an 11 unit profit. So look, it was just, it was, it was such a phenomenal year. Um, look, it was getting to the point, almost time to call it the Stephen money podcast. It was just amazing. <laughs> just, it was a fantastic year. So, um, all right. So here's my question now. What did you learn, if anything, from Steve this year? Like, or even the last four years, grades. Like, I try to learn from Steve. What What have you learned from him? Okay, I think, um, like, I, I I feel like from the last, even with the, with four years, ever since the beginning. So I'm a much better gambler now. I don't. Um, I steer away from those needle in the haystack bets now, um, or very very rarely, maybe if I'm a bit bored for the Super Bowl and I want to do something. But, yeah, those kind of needle and haystacks, completely gone. Um, and I'm much more aware of um, ending up on the right side of the line. That's something I really focus on and not, you know, chasing it when I've, you know, if I wanted to jump on something plus four and a half and it comes into plus two and a half, not jumping on those bad bets as well. Um, another good one is I like uh, – is not really betting really, but t- talking in units instead of money. That's a good one because I don't have to tell my wife exactly how much a unit is. So if I say, oh, <laughs> we, we only lost four units. Ah, what's a unit mean to her? She doesn't know exactly what money that is. So that, that's a good win too. <laughs> oh, man. That is amazing. You know what else is amazing? Athletic greens. I started taking them because evidently everybody takes them. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. I think it's actually made in New Zealand. So I bet you everybody in Australia crushes the, uh, the athletic greens. Less than 3 bucks a day. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. Love that Tim Ferriss is in on this. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply 
of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash money. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash money to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So I almost had a riot last week, grades, when Steve didn't give out any bet. People were going crazy. So, Steve, you need to give out some bet right now or at least some advice because people got so mad at me last week. So maybe it's conference tournament, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know what it is. March Madness, conference tournaments versus the big dance. What do you got? Got NBA, DraftKings, Atlanta Hawks. Blue Horseshoe loves the Hawks under 42 and a half season wins. Minus 145. It's a lot of VIG. You don't pay the VIG when you cash your ticket, which you will. Interesting. What about what what advice do you have, Steve, about the conference tournament to start this weekend? I would say in general, the you know, the pros love the conference tourneys much more than the big dance. We bet much more than the big dance. The reason being motivation is equal in the big dance. Everyone is all in every game. That's not the case in conference tourneys. In fact, there are some savvy coaches. They're like, hey, you know, we're going to be a three seed. Maybe we don't kill ourselves to win the conference tournament. And you've got some six and seven seeds that could make a run. You know, when they're, when they're playing a 10 seed in the first round, it's survive in advance. They don't care what their margin is necessarily. Now, it's true they'll play their starters the whole game, but oftentimes five minutes to go, they're perfectly happy to coast to the victory. Uh, so a team laying 20 points against a horrible team is fraught with danger. If you did nothing but take the absolute dregs of the world, the worst teams in conference, the teams like San Jose State, Nebraska, teams that like won like 10% of their games and just backed every one of them, you'll likely make money because Nebraska knows they're one and done. They're going to play one game and they're going home and they're all in in that one conference tournament game. And they've had a horrendous year. They've uh, basically quit on the year for the past six weeks. Well, now, you know what? Hey, you're telling me there's a chance. Win five games, four games, I'm going dancing. And they will bring their full effort. Grades, do you guys get into uh, March Madness at all in Australia or not really? No, college, college basketball doesn't get much of a run in Australia. Um, college football does. But, yeah, March Madness is almost non-existent. That's so interesting because, Steve, isn't March Madness like second to the Super Bowl in terms of the most bet event? March Madness is higher now than the Super Bowl just because there's three weeks of it. So um, Super Bowl is the biggest betting day, but event-wise, March Madness number one. And I got to tell you, Ross, the uh, Vegas is exploding on a weekly basis, when I'm driving an I-15 into the Strip, so coming from the direction of Los Angeles, I go past the M, the South Point. I'm heading for the Strip, and there are uh, billboards, electronic billboards, on a seemingly a daily basis. Special event pricing, traffic delays, beware, added parking fees. I mean, Vegas is crazy right now. I have lived here for over 20 years. I have never seen the Strip as crowded as it was 
last Friday night Metallica concert, and the tournament hasn't even started. And now we're going to have all the conference tournaments the week before here in town, like the Pac-12, et cetera. It is just going to be a zoo of craziness, and the weather's good as well, Ross. Get on a plane. Get out here right now. Check him out on social media, at Fezzik Sports. Grades, I forget. Um, do you have a social media that people want to follow you and, and check you? I know they can chat with you on yeah. our Slack channel, patreon.com slash Media. That's right. It's patreon.com slash Media. That's the best place to um, chat about all this and, and see all the, the bets every week and all the plots. Um, yeah, unless you want to hear me whinging about uh, Australian soccer, you don't want to follow me on Twitter. <laughs> you know what, Grades? I know I speak for both Steve and I. When I tell you, you know, we appreciate greatly the unbelievable work you do every year. Um, it's such valuable information. It's such a clean way to look at it. You're so reliable. Thank you so much for the great work you do. I know we have thousands and thousands of listeners or people that check us out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Really, really appreciate it. Not a problem at all. Um it really, really is a labor of love. Um, you know, I must enjoy it to get up at, well, it's just gone 4 a.m. here, so I, I must enjoy it if I'm willing to do that for you. You are an absolute rock star. Uh, I, I was going to ask you what time it was, and I thought, I don't even know if I want to know. I don't even know if I want to know. Absolutely love this dude. Uh, thank you so much. Good luck to you and everybody else this weekend. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it by the way if what i was talking about included a deposit bonus doesn't always sometimes it does deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit 